Hi friends, welcome to Nextra Presents. Today's extra special guest is my very own Grant Harrison. I believe Grant has his finger on the pulse of the industry. He's always talking to owners, employees, and suppliers to find out what's happening and how things are going. So today we thought I'd interview him to give you a sort of state of the industry update. And since he's sitting right across from me, we can just jump right into it. First of all, Grant, welcome to the podcast. And why is this conversation important and why now? So I think the conversation is important because a lot of times when I'm on the phone with contractors, I feel like I'm repeating the same conversation over and over again. So whether I'm meeting with them on one-on-one or if I'm doing group meetings or just running into contractors at an industry event. So we thought, you know what, instead of kind of repeating this conversation over and over again, let's just kind of record it and send it out. And hopefully this is helpful to contractors right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are the things you're hearing over and over again, or the, the things you're saying over again, or questions you're being asked? So I think a couple major points, and this should be no surprise to any owners out there, is a lot of owners and staff are getting tired. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting tired. They're getting frustrated. Um, you know, we're coming to the end of the season right now, um, but it just seems like everything is a big issue. Staff are feeling like the owner's out for them. The owner feels like the staff don't care. Clients are getting impatient uh, with all these delays that are happening in the in the whole supply chain network. Um, and it just doesn't seem to be anyone's, no one seems to be happy right now, I guess. We can't <laughs> seem to please anyone. So, um, so we're having a lot of conversations about that. The whole COVID situation right now, we're recording this kind of just at Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, no one wants to have this conversation about COVID, whether you're going to be vaxxed, mm-hmm. double vaxxed, you know, but unfortunately, the government's forcing us into this conversation, and it's a offering, it's putting a lot of stress on owners because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are on both sides of the fence or what's both sides the issue, of the issue yeah. um, that are passionate about both sides. And trying to come up with some sort of compromise is possible, um, but a lot of times people are just very scared of what even having the conversation because of what the outcome is. So, mm-hmm. and then the other thing is, I think the industry is really strong right now. I think there's a lot of mergers and acquisitions going in place. Um, we've seen a couple of big buyouts of software companies here in, in Canada, and I think that's a huge opportunity for us as an industry. And it shows that people outside the industry see this as a, as a good place to invest their money, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome for us as an industry to, um, yeah, just to be here and an exciting time to be part of it, despite all the other things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. You had talked about owners being tired and frustrated. We have been addressing issues of owner health in some articles that we've written for Simon's Snow Business Magazine. So just talk to us a little bit about owner health, about steps they can take to make sure they maintain all aspects of their health. Yeah. So we've talked about this quite a bit. It seems this seems to be the number one issue. I think we've been talking to owners about, um, yeah, we did a bunch of articles in the Simon magazine in the last couple of months. And, and it was interesting just to do a bunch of research and see kind of what else is happening out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how it really relates to us as uh, green industry owners. So, um, but yeah, so it was great to have those articles out there. Uh, I think, again, owners are tired. Um, they did not get away last winter. Um, even myself, we, we didn't get away, or even you yeah. and I, we didn't get away last winter. Um, and then when we have been trying to get away, a bunch of our plans have been canceled as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, most owners, including myself, it need that rest. We need that week or two away just to 
recharge, you know, cut your, shut your brain off. And that's not happening right now. Mm -hmm. And then on top of not having that vacation, then you have all these conversations going on. You have the supply chain issue. Uh, so right now I would say, uh, the, our owner's health is probably the lowest I've ever seen it. Um, we, with our clients, we check in with them once a month. We ask them how they're doing on a scale from one to 10 professionally. We ask them on a scale of one to 10, how you're doing personally. Yeah. And right now, this is the lowest number we've seen mm -hmm. probably since like November of last of 2020, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I was concerned back then, uh, what, how low the number was, um, hoping that people would be able to get away and not getting away has not helped that number. So I guess my suggestion, if you're a small business owner or your landscape contractor right now, uh, and you haven't had the vacation, you need to plan some sort of vacation. You know, it may not be Florida. Um, you know, we, you and I were talking about this today. We, mm -hmm. have, we have a trip planned for Christmas in Florida, but the stress of do we do it or not do it, especially because the family we're taking down adds an element of stress to that trip, yeah. right? And um, so again, so if you haven't planned a trip, just try to plan something. It may not be what you typically do, um, but they're just got to be creative, but you got to get some time away. Um, I think the other one is you need to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. I think we're having a lot of calls. Like I'm having a lot of calls right now, probably three or four a week, uh, just as a check-in. You know, how are you doing? Just at least someone to talk to, mm -hmm. right? We're not a psychologist. Um, we don't really have a lot of the answers, but a lot of times all we can do is listen and, and uh, kind of help owners see that it's not as bad as what we think. Um, so it's important to be able to do that. With well, them. and they're not alone. I think that's such a huge part of it too, is that whatever it is they're feeling is not necessarily unique. Yeah. Everyone's kind of in the same boat, feeling the same thing. It might manifest itself differently, but um, they're not alone. And mm. yeah. yeah. And I think that's, and, and I guess that's the encouraging part is that you're not alone, mm -hmm. right? It's there's a lot of contractors out there that are feeling the exact same way. So be able to mm -hmm. do that. Um, and then realistically, the owners need to be healthy in order to lead the organization. I know uh, for myself, um, you know, we kind of that whole analogy of hurt, we hurt the ones we love the most when we're tired. Mm -hmm. um, and right now the owners are tired. They're not making great decisions when you're tired. Um, so I think it's really, really important to figure that out. So just ask yourself, like, yeah, even ask yourself that question, like, how are you doing mentally, physically, emotionally on a scale of one to 10 today, you know, compared to six months ago or pre-COVID? And if you're not doing well, um, you need to reach out and try to find someone. Um, you know, if you want to reach out to us, we're happy to have a phone call with you, but at least talk to someone mm -hmm. because it's not as bad as what you think yeah. right now. Yeah. And um, those SIMA articles that we have written, we would be happy to pass on to anybody as well. We have dealt with owner physical health, mental health, emotional health, decision fatigue, um, all of those things. So if that's something that anybody wants, please contact us and we'll send that out to you. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about equipment for a second, because this is a big issue and a big frustration. So where are things at with equipment and supply? Yeah, so I think a couple months ago, uh, we did a podcast or an update on a podcast about equipment. And uh, we thought we were going to see a huge um, shortage of winter equipment. Uh, and I would say we haven't really seen a huge shortage of equipment um, as far as not being able to get any, but we definitely have seen a huge price increase on equipment or not even any discounts on, on equipment. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure I think most of us as contractors are kind of understanding now we have to be ordering equipment at least one season ahead. So right now you need to be calling your leasing agent, your local dealer, 
uh, for stuff for spring. Um, and you really have to plan ahead, you know, and planning ahead means you need to be doing some budgets. You need to be trying to look ahead at what type of sales plan you're going to put in place. Uh, but yeah, I think right now equipment's still an issue. Yeah. It's not going to get any better. Most major manufacturers are still saying 18 to 24 months before they get back to normal. Yeah. Uh, but I think at least, I think that's been a good for us as far as an industry, because just being able to run out and get a piece of equipment hasn't, has kind of hurt us, I think, as an industry. So, um, but again, just plan ahead, just always think one season ahead and then find a good leasing agent or a good dealer that you can, that they can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of equity and old equipment right now. So if you're looking to get rid of a used truck, used piece of equipment, there's tons of equity in that. Uh, but the other side of that is there's not, there's no deals to be had either. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of offsets that, but uh but no, I think it's good. And uh, I think, again, we can deal with that. That's one of the easier issues that we can deal with right now. So yeah, that's just um, planning. It's just planning, right? And I think we need to be better as an industry planning. Okay. Um, talk to us about design build teams. So I would say this one kind of caught me by surprise uh, as we are kind of winding down or going to the last couple of months of our design build schedule. At the start of the season, um, this design builds were like, there was so much work. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like there was more calls and we knew what to do with. The calls kept coming in. Uh, the size of the jobs were great. Um, you know, it just seemed like a huge windfall for the design build teams mm-hmm. um, that we'd never seen before. Um, you know, when we had our contracting business, we were fighting for every little job yeah. and uh, we, you know, it was incredible to see. We had to go after almost anything just because there wasn't that much work mm-hmm. out there. And this year there's almost too much work. And I think it's created a bit of an issue. I think on a couple areas, one is we're still feeling like we have to go after all this work. So I think what's happening right now is we're still thinking as owners that there's a whole, there's a scarcity of work right now, mm-hmm. rather than taking a look at all the calls that are coming in, uh, and actually looking at them and say, okay, what is our ideal client look like? What is our ideal job look like? And actually going after those type of leads mm-hmm. and um, actually doing those things well. So, so I think that's the number one thing. Uh, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that all this work has come through. Mm-hmm. Um, again, none of us thought this would happen. You know, when we started this, the COVID thing, um, you know, we thought we'd be in a recession right now. We didn't think people would be spending money on their houses and uh, people are spending money at their houses. Yeah. So so yeah, so and, and the prices have gone up quite significantly, which is good mm-hmm. again. So again, that's always great to see, you know, people aren't necessarily nickeling diamond contractors. Yes. But the opposite side of that, there's some not so great things happening either okay. on the design build side. So and those right now, the things that aren't good are outweighing the better side or the best thing that's going on right now. Okay. So. Uh, a couple of things that are happening right now for those for on the design build side, still material logistics are still an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still, if you're looking for like in hardscape side, if you're still looking for hardscape, large rectangle products from the manufacturers, they still seem to be uh, backlogged. And again, just because of the, of the design that's going on right now, this modern look. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, a lot of those issues, a lot of uh, our fence deck contractors are quite a fit, bit behind, whether mm-hmm. that's on composite material or aluminum railing. Um, you know, so those specialty type of products that we don't buy all the time. Aggregates seem to be fine, but again, plant material, we kind of talked last January about plant material 
being an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a warning from one of the organizations in the States. Play material hasn't been a big, as big of an issue as we thought. Okay. Um, again, kind of choosing, you might have to choose a plant a bit larger or smaller than you typically expect, but most of the, from what we're hearing from a lot of the plant suppliers are doing really, really well. So <laughs> the biggest thing, uh, the biggest pain point we're seeing is that with the people wanting to spend, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in their backyard. So mm-hmm. they're looking at a pool, they're looking at a cabana, they're looking at a fire pit, they're looking at, you know, concrete work. The designers get excited about this type of work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they're thrilled. They've been waiting for this type of client to come along. Yeah. And uh, they have a client that maybe just has pretty much an open checkbook for them. So the designer has been going above and beyond and putting all these elements in yeah. and, uh, you know, making award-winning designs, uh, which is incredible. Again, it's Absolutely. great that you could do this and exciting about this type of thing. And that's what most designers want to happen. The issue with that big issue is that the designers are designing it and selling this product to the client, but we do not have the crew crew's ability to actually build this work. Okay. So uh, I guess the, you know, the HD. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an issue. <laughs> this is an issue. This is what we're seeing right now. Yeah. So, you know, the HD TV channels a couple of years ago, you know, we'll take a backyard and like in, yes. in 30 minutes, you'd be able to build this beautiful backyard. Isn't that how it works? It, it is how it works. Yes. <laughs> um, but now it's actually becoming a reality, right? People are yeah. wanting that HD TV backyard and just, and we're able to design it for them. We're able to sell it to them. But we just don't have the staff to do it. Our staff, uh, most of the crew leaders in design build do not have the capacity to do this stuff. They just never have. Okay. You know, um, you know, so it's been one these things take years for crew leaders to be able to build efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just finding that the how the scale of the complexity of the jobs have increased so rapidly, but that the guys have not been able, their skill hasn't has increased that that fast. So uh, and really we're seeing that on the job costing of these jobs that we're just way over an hours, uh, which creates profitability Mm -hmm. issues. Uh, Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, majority of us contractors want to make the client happy. Uh, So we'll do everything we can. We throw hours at it, you know, but the problem is, is that the the guys on the ground are getting frustrated Mm -hmm. uh, because we're putting hours on them. We're getting frustrated and we go back to owner health again. And when the owner's not healthy, He's not seeing this, right? He's seeing that this job's going overrun. He's seeing that this is a big backyard. Maybe it's $250,000 backyard. We sold it. We designed it. We sold it. And now we're losing money because we can't build it. Um, And unfortunately, we don't actually take a look at the owner himself and say, or the designer and say, okay, what should we have done better here? Uh, But then we blame the crew. And a lot of what's happening right now is the crew members, especially the foreman, are leaving. We're having a lot, I'm hearing from a lot of contractors right now saying, hey, I've had a crew leader for the last two or three years, maybe five years that has just gone up and left and uh, has either left the industry or maybe gone somewhere else. But the pressure on them to build these um, HDTV backyards Mm -hmm. is just too much. Um, And unfortunately, that starts with the owner to be able to do that. So this has been a big thing. So I ended up uh, talking with Frank Bork. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I asked him about this whole issue and he had a great phrase for me. Um, and he had, uh, he had this phrase of not designing with efficiency in mind or not designing with the crew in mind. And I the was designers like, are not designing with efficiency in mind. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. So that's, that's really the, I would say the the design build teams that are, are 
killing it right now or doing a really good job are the ones that are looking at what their ideal client is. Maybe their ideal client is somewhere between, you know, 25 and $50,000. And they just know if they stay within that range, because that's what their crew well does well, or that's the ability of the crew to build that. Yeah. Those jobs are not going sideways. Those jobs are actually becoming in under budget. The staff are happy with them. The client's happy with yeah. them. Um, but as soon as we get outside of that range of what our crews are able to build, that's when stuff starts to go off the rails and that's mm-hmm. when everyone gets frustrated. And, and then that's when people will start making rash decisions. So, um, and again, if we talk about the, but the lack of experienced uh, crew leaders and it's not their fault, just because no. we will to do it, sell and design it doesn't mean they can build it. Yeah. Um, so you talked about uh, your conversation with Frank and what was the result of that conversation? So we're actually going to hire Frank. Uh, to come and teach a course for us. Uh, so he's coming somewhere to Ontario. We haven't figured out all the details yet, but for January 24th and 25th. And what I've asked Frank to do is I've asked Frank to put a uh, two-day event on for me, for us, um, and we'll get invite contractors to it to, for design build. And just to really look at this whole program right now, design build, and figure out how as a designer, estimator, project manager, crew lead, how they can work together to design design and sell and produce a profitable job. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I've learned from Frank is that what can, a, what can a crew produce in a season? So majority of our average contractors, a crew of two to three guys are producing between 300 to $500,000. Okay. So what Frank's going to help us do is he's going to help us work together to put processes and systems in place to get you closer to maybe $800,000. Okay. Um, so what do you need to be doing as yeah. a team to be able to do that? Which is huge because if you can double your efficiency with one truck and one crew, just by planning ahead, um, that's going to yes. cover a lot of overhead. Uh, that's going to make everything more profitable. That's going to help your team work better together. And uh, yeah, I think overall, so I'm really excited about that. So more details to come, but January 24th and 25th uh, here in Ontario somewhere. And uh, we'll send out some more information for that. So, well, and doubling your revenue will be worth the price of admission. Yeah. And I think, well, I think a lot of people are saying to us, if I had more crews, I could do more work. Right. But there's no crews available. There's no foreman out there. So um, so that's the kind of thing where it's looking at going, hey, like if we could double the amount of work these guys yeah. do by working together and putting these process systems, he's going to teach us that now it's allows us to do it. So the other thing I'm seeing in the design build, just before we move on to another topic, is a lot of companies, I would say, need to hire some support work on the design build. So that could be maybe 10, 20, 25, 30 hours a week, Mm -hmm. but someone that can help with logistics, someone who can work alongside of of the sales team, alongside the estimator, more of a liaison, maybe with the client uh, to make sure like, hey, you know, how are the products coming? We ordered this type of stone um, when the original design you know, we're six months later since you sold it. Mm-hmm. Is that stone still available? If it is, when's can be delivered? Um, you know, all these type of things that we're looking at right now um, just really needs a good organized person mm-hmm. because gone is the day that you can call the stone yard 
a couple of days in advance and they'll have the product for you that yeah. you sold six months in advance. So just having someone there that can work on that, the logistics part. And I think even more importantly, that can communicate with the client, right? Like, yeah. are we planning on, are we planning on starting August 1st when we sold the job in April? Yeah. Um, and if not, then why? And hopefully not telling them the day before we're supposed to start that we're not going to be there. So, so hire, look at it in person, someone who's strong with communication skills and is very organized to help you with that. Um, and that takes the pressure off um, typically the designers who aren't necessarily the most organized okay. um, people. So awesome. Okay. Let's talk about sales. So sales, uh, we talked about design build sales. Again, um, most of the design build teams right now are selling into next year. Uh, again, which is a good and bad thing. Hopefully we're selling work that works profitable or that we can produce profitably. On the snow world, um, I get this one a lot right now, being right at Thanksgiving. Um, and again, I guess we're seeing this in the maintenance world as well, um, that 12-month contract. And this happened last winter as well, is that really not a lot of the contracts are changing hands. There doesn't seem to be a lot of tenders out there unless it's okay. like an end of a tender. So, yeah. hey, this is the end of a three-year, we're, we're putting it out. Most, I would say, especially in the property management world, unless there's a huge, huge pain point, most of the property managers are not sending this out for tenor. They yeah. just, they're so busy, they're tired, yeah. they're not doing it. They're really not changing it unless there's a huge issue. So where I do see an opportunity for a lot of, a lot of contractors is I think there's going to be a lot of contractors getting out of snow. Okay just because maybe insurance has increased. Yeah. Salt is not going to be an issue this year in Ontario, at least because there's so much salt on the ground. But I think, again, we go back to the owner's health, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're having that conversation a lot with owners. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Right? Like, what do I, do I need to continue to do this? Like, what's the end goal here? Mm -hmm. um, so I do think we're going to see a bunch of snow contracts. Or, so if you're a snow contractor, you'll probably get a call from a property manager. Um, and more likely it's because the current contractor bowed out yeah. of the contract. So um, rather than, hey, we just weren't happy. So, yeah. um, so again, that can work to our advantage because we may have some clients that are average happy with the work we're doing and they're not going to necessarily take the time to go get another number, yeah. which can work to our advantage. But on the other side of it, it does show that I don't think there's going to be a lot of work changing okay. hands this coming winter. Uh, and I think that is probably a good thing too, because that goes with the equipment and the staff and we'll talk about staff in a bit, but most contractors are really hesitant right now to take on any new contracts because they're not sure they're going to have the equipment or the right. staff to do it. So yeah. it's great that you got this huge opportunity to take on a big condo or a big wall mall or something yeah. like that. But the first thing contractors are asking us are, I'm not sure I can even uh, service this property. Yeah. Right. So I, at that point, I always look at and say, okay, if your margin on this property is really, really good, then maybe, maybe dumping some, some work that's not so profitable and taking those resources from those non-profitable, that low margin work and moving into that new margin work yeah. is probably the first step I would do rather than assuming of, I can get a new piece of equipment and new staff to go yeah. in that type of thing. So again, using the same staff, using the same equipment, but moving it into a higher margin work is probably really good as well. So okay. it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, okay. You alluded to talking about staff. So that seems to be one of the biggest pain points that contractors are facing right now. So talk to us about what's going on with our employees. I'm almost tired of talking about staff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just because it's such a big topic and 
it's been a, such a big topic for so many years. Obviously, COVID hasn't helped the staffing situation for us. Um, so currently, contractors don't have enough staff. I would say, again, in the design build world, if you maybe start with four crews at the start of the season, you might be down to three, maybe two. Yeah. Um, just because it's, yeah, there's just not the staff out there to be able to do the work. The maintenance uh, divisions don't seem to be as hurt as much. Um, a lot of the maintenance crews seem to be okay. Um, I would say a lot of the maintenance crews didn't replace the summer staff they had. Maybe they had a bunch of students come in and do that type of stuff. And then when they went to go replace the summer staff, the um, replacements weren't there. So, okay. so that's a really tough one right now. Mm-hmm. And again, not getting any better. We don't see any change coming anytime <laughs> soon. I wish I had a, I there's wish I had good an news, folks. <laughs> there's good news. Yeah. There's the reality. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's kind of currently what's going to happen. Um, I wish I had some good news on, on what to do there, but um, the only thing I can say is right now when you're hiring, you need to hire fast and fire fast. Uh, and again, which just shouldn't shiver up my spine because the old model of hire slow, fire yes. fast has been, we've been teaching that for years. Our have. Uh, yes. And it was drilled into me for years. Well, and it just makes more sense, right? Like it just feels safer. Yes. Um, but right now, if you hire slow, that person has already got another offer somewhere. Yeah. So uh, obviously culture is still very important. Mm-hmm. Um, how you onboard your, your staff is very important. Um, you know, taking a look at, you know, your it's always as we, and we all know this as contractors, it's cheaper to keep a current staff member to retain that staff member yes. than it is to find a new one. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we're doing enough of that right now is to actually take a look at our current staff. Um, because we're so worried about the staff we don't have. So taking the time to, you know, just survey your staff. How are we doing? How can we do better? Um, so, you know, what can we do better as a company? Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing right now. So we don't have a backdoor problem, um, but we yeah. have like an intake problem. So how to onboard them is always really important. Um, and again, you know, health and safety is important. Training is obviously yeah. important. But so, yeah, but it's still, there's too much work for the current staff out there. There's rumors going around that the the serve the program, CERB program yeah. is supposed to end very soon. Okay. Um. So we're hoping that we'll get a bunch of people that are not currently working, but I think that's more of hope and a dream than it is reality. Okay. Um, because we're competing against everyone else, right? Yeah. Every restaurant, every manufacturer. Um. I don't think it's the solution for us for sure. Um. To be able to do that. So. All right. Do you want to talk about an immigration solution? Yeah. So. So a couple of weeks ago, we sent out an email and some social media posts talking about if contractors were looking for temporary foreign, foreign workers. workers. Thank you, Marla. And uh, we got, honestly, that was kind of one of our most, our most popular open mm-hmm. posts. Uh, we got a bunch of people reply to social media. Yeah. Um, so we thought, okay, this is something that we need to look at. So mm-hmm. typically, I've been always very hesitant to do this mm-hmm. um, because we have quite a few contractors that we know in the States. And in the States, they use an H2B program, um, which is a government program that's very volatile. Um, and so I was always hesitant to about talking with mm-hmm. that or looking at that. But yeah. right now, I think this is the solution we're having. And when I sent the email out, I got an email right away from Landscape Ontario. And uh, they had said they had already been working on what they call an immigration solution. Mm-hmm. So we're able to partner with Landscape Ontario right now. Um, and actually, they have figured out a lot of the background work. Yeah. Um, they've done a lot of the legal stuff. 
Um, they've done, they've actually worked a relationship with the consulate of Barbados. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're really close to, to be able to provide this okay. um, solution for contractors. Um, the exciting thing about it, I think, is that especially with if we do something with the consulate of Barbados is that um, English is the first language. Yes. So a lot of the times we've been it's using a huge benefit. Yeah. A lot of times we a lot of we've had some opportunity to use some immigration solutions with some of the Mexican um, mm-hmm. labor, but it always has come with a um, with a language barrier, a barrier yeah. I guess. So, yeah. So if you're interested in looking at that immigration solution, we are partnering with Landscape Ontario. Uh, it does require that you do house them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does require that you fill some forms. That's the Lima program, I think. Um, and that uh, there's a bunch of other stuff you need to do as far as that goes. But if you're interested in that, again, feel free to contact me, contact the office, and we're happy to work you through that right now. We have two contractors that have kind of are going to be a test subject for us, I guess. Pilot project. Pilot project. Yeah. That's a better word. Um, right now <laughs> through Landscape Ontario. So we're excited about we're really close. So yeah. we're getting that done in the next two weeks. Um, so we'd like to kind of get those two contractors set up and then kind of roll them to other people. So they will be totally legitimate. They will have their paperwork all in place. Um, because again, you know, some people have been burnt by that in the yeah. past. Yeah, uh, we so want to do it right. We want to do it right, mm-hmm. right. And if it takes us a little bit longer to be able to do that, but we are, our goal anyways, is to have a bunch of help on the ground for April 1st for the okay. start of next season. Um, so kind of, that's the goal wow. of it for that. So uh, the future, the other stuff right now is uh, I hearing from owners all the time is pay increases are increasing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, my one owner the other day said, it feels like I'm handing it out like candy <laughs> at the carnival. <laughs> so, which I'm like, that's a great, uh, that's a great explanation. So um, yeah, it's just, uh, people are seeing increase uh, rates, you know, in the papers and, you know, and indeed um, we had a local uh, construction contractor here in the London area actually send out uh, door hangers or hand out uh, direct flyers uh, to a whole bunch of people in the London area for construction workers. And they actually posted the rates of each of their um, jobs and they were significantly increase from what the normal rate had been. Okay. But I think the increase in rates are a long time coming. And uh, as long as we're budgeting for that, as long as we're recovering that cost yes. within the client, um, we're okay to do that. On the design build, again, the lead time of those sales are fairly short. But if you're in a three-year maintenance contract and you have to pay out 20 or 30% more in labor, that's yeah. going to affect you. Absolutely. Um, so just be wary of that when you do that. So but again, long time coming, but it is, you're just going to have to pay that rate right now. And for, unfortunately slash fortunately for the industry. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to, that you want to cover? Yeah. I think some of the other things on the um, future of it, I guess there's a bunch of articles out right that we've read right now that there's a huge increase of people leaving their jobs. Um, you know, when people are, I, I, especially during COVID, you kind of start to reflect on kind of where you're at, right? You know, you're not necessarily been uncomfortable at your job, but maybe you haven't been happy at your job. So mm-hmm. there's a huge percent of people leaving their current jobs. Um, and maybe that's not anything against their current employer. They just want to try something new. And a lot of the people aren't leaving, are leaving the industry. 
Um, so some people are coming in the industry. So again, when you when you do lose someone, do an exit interview just to yeah. figure out why they're leaving mm-hmm. again and, and figure that out. So uh, I get goes back to we talked about, you know, hire fast, fire fast. But I think we need to be better at hiring on character or culture, not experience. I was guilty of this the most where you'd always look at a resume and see what landscape experience they'd have. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that now. You really have to hire based on culture and character. Uh, and that's very hard to do when you have a hiring person to do that, but look for a hiring manager or someone can help you with that to get through those resumes. So it's really, really important. Yeah. And it's hard to do that quickly to hire on character quickly. Yes. Yeah. Ask some different questions. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Okay, well, that's all that's on our list. Is there, is there anything you'd like to say in closing? Um, I don't know. Do you think you've heard of any other conversation I've been having that I, that I think I, I think you've covered it. Okay. Covered it all. When I've been eavesdropping on your conversations, I think this is pretty much this been, is pretty much it. <laughs> so. been about. Yeah. So I think honestly, I think yeah, like I maybe to do some self promotion, I guess. Um, you know, as far as next year goes, we don't probably do this enough. You know what? Nextra Consulting is here to help business owners with their business. Yes, um, and absolutely. We, and we we talked about this, and whether it's just an owner feeling alone, just mm-hmm. to have a conversation. Uh, you know, we've we've hired a great HR team now mm-hmm. that can help you with hiring. You know, and firing. And firing, <laughs> yes, as well. Hopefully, less firing than hiring. But yes. uh, yeah, uh, Charlotte. And uh, Rachel, you know, are working working really hard with our clients right now in that whole HR realm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are they're the ones that are kind of pinpointing or they're the point on this immigration solution right now. So yeah. Charlotte's really excited about this and what hopefully this the relief that this can bring for that. So yeah, so we're doing a really I feel like we're doing a really good job there. Um, I think on the I think on the financial side of it, Allison and Laura are doing a great job. Um, They're doing an amazing job right Mm -hmm. now. Like we are, as soon as we're able to kind of jump down and dig into the contractors, you know, details of the stuff they're doing, especially job costing and design build, you can start to change these things. You don't have to keep going the way you're always going. Right. Yeah. Um, But we're really excited about kind of the financial part of it and how we're able to just to help contractors with the numbers, right. Not just, I feel like I'm doing a good job or I feel like I'm doing a bad job, but you know, really what part of your business are you profitable in? What part are you not profitable in? And the areas that we're not profitable in, how do we turn that around? Or maybe how do we get rid of that? Maybe division. And yeah. we've seen that already with some contractors is why are we doing this? If it's really losing money for us and we don't have the ability to turn around, let's just not do that service anymore. Yeah. So and then they can make really informed decisions on the future of their company as well. Yeah. We only have limited resources right now in staff and and equipment. So why don't we put those resources towards the most profitable work we can get, right? And that comes yes. down to knowing what our ideal client looks like, knowing what our ideal you know job looks like, yeah, knowing what we're good at, right? And then taking those resources and 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 just putting all those resources toward that one area. So okay. So the other thing we do really well, I think, is for you give a shout out to Marla. She owns our generosity part of our business. And last week we had a great opportunity to deliver pies mm-hmm. as a thank you to our clients. Yes. And um, so fun. it was uh, really fun. So this is the second time we've done this. Yep. Uh, we did it last year for, for pie day, for pie which day. Is 
March 14th. March 14th. So, um, and um, for those of you who are clients, you always know Marla's baking um, and uh, her, yeah. And I think for us right now, that's, we just, we really want to reach out. We want to help business owners uh, and maybe their spouses or significant mm-hmm. others. So, um, so that right now, I think is something that makes us different than other consultants or stuff like that, that we really want to help them. Yeah. And yeah, we just want to help you. We want to, our team is here for you, whatever it is that we can do for you, we want to do. So please feel, if you're feeling lonely, if you feel like you don't have the answers, uh, please reach out to us, please let us know. Um, and we want to do whatever we can because we've been on, we've been on the other <laughs> side of that, right? Yes. You know, if you haven't heard our story, um, we did this, I don't remember what number it was, but we'll put it in the notes below. But our story was, is that when we were down, when we were, we weren't even, we were dealing with COVID, but no. we were looking for the answers. We just couldn't find that. We couldn't find the next at the time. Yeah. And that's why we put so much energy and resources into it. I would have loved someone to deliver a pie to me just to, just because. Just because. And I would have loved someone to sit down with me financially. And, and explain figure out, to you. Explain to me what why I was Why you're not wrong. making money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. honestly, we just have a great team right now. And just so excited about what the future holds for mm-hmm. the industry. Uh, and how we as Nextra can partner alongside of you as contractors and help you through that. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on the other side of the microphone today. And uh, if there's nothing else, do you want to go get some supper? I think so. Okay. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nextra Presents. If you enjoyed the episode, it would really help us if you would leave a five-star rating and review the podcast. While you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you want to contact us, please visit our website at nextraconsulting.ca.